0: Hi, and welcome back to today's podcast. Today, we're going to talk about my monthly to-do list. Every time I share these on Instagram, I get a ton of questions, so I thought I could just do a whole podcast about how I create them, what I know to put on them, how I actually make them, all of that good stuff. So if you love organization, you're going to like this podcast. I have been writing to-do lists since I was teaching, and I find it very helpful to keep up with everything that's going on in a month to clarify a monthly to-do list. So I originally tried doing a bullet journal format, which I really liked how it looked, but it was really hard for me to keep up with that. I'm not really a doodler. I'm not great with my lines. I'm just not great with hand-drawn. So then I tried to move it to a Google Doc, thinking, okay, well, if I'm not great with hand-drawn things and handwriting, maybe a Google Doc. But then I missed the motivation of actually coloring things in or crossing them off. So a physical loose-leaf paper was best for me. So not one that's bound in a journal, not one that's digital, but an actual piece of paper, loose-leaf. So in December, I decided to to step it up a notch. I was just hand-running these lists out, not caring what they looked like, but I decided to type my list using fun fonts, and I printed it on green cardstock for Christmas. It was highly motivating. I redid it again in January, this time blue cardstock for snow. As I record this podcast, I'm sitting in front of my window looking at snow. So, guys, it worked. And I have to say, at the end of every week, going in and crossing off things on the monthly list has been highly motivating. Like I said, I've shared my list a couple times on Instagram, and I always get questions about it if I have the template available, if people can buy it. And I did not want to do a pre-made template because it's highly customizable and I suck at making editable products. But instead, I want to walk you through how I design my list. So again, I'm going to share how I pick what's on the list, how I make the actual list, and there'll be a video tutorial of me actually making my February list, and I'll link that in the show notes so you can watch that. So the first thing that you need to do when you're setting out to make a list like this is to pick your professional goals. So in other words, as you look forward to the month, what are things that you absolutely have to do for your job? I run a TPT business part-time, and so I already know that I have products that I need to create in the month of February. So that's going to be part of my professional goals, and I really like to break it down so I can track progress. For example, I have a product that is called a February digital seasonal pack, and I'm going to be starting it and completing it in February. Technically, I need to get the entire pack done, but if I just have... February seasonal pack on there, I'm not going to be able to cross it off until the end of the month and that's not going to be motivating. So instead, I have a title that says seasonal packs and then I have four bullets and I have the four different themes that will be in that pack. At the end of the week when I complete the first theme, I can cross off something on my list, I'm tracking my progress, and I'm keeping myself motivated. When I was a teacher, some of my professional goals would be getting my IEPs, report cards, and progress notes done. I could look forward to everything I need to get done in the upcoming month and have it mapped out. A little bit of a problem I have now working towards BCBA supervision is I don't really know what I need to do for that. And a lot of that is because it's just dependent on what my BCBA tells me to do. So there are a lot of times where what I can do for my unrestricted hours, and if you don't know anything about that, check out my BCBA supervision podcast, but a lot of times it'll be my BCBA comes to me and says, hey, Nicole, can you make a data sheet for this? Or, hey, Nicole, we need to work on this. Can you make a support? Well, I don't know at the beginning of February what I'm going to get asked to do in the third week of February So instead, I do a weekly list with those things. And then on my monthly list, I just check off, did I get everything done that I needed to? For supervision, I'm roughly trying to get 130 hours in a month. That is the maximum number of hours you get. So that comes out to, again, roughly speaking, anywhere from 30 to 40 hours a week. So I can be checking off on my list, am I meeting that goal. And that's been really helpful to put on the monthly checklist. And so once I have all of that done, I'll move to step two, which are the personal goals. So I go back and forth as to whether or not I want to have personal goals on my monthly list, but I'm always really pleased when I do this. My whole goal is to achieve a balance between my professional life and my personal life. So I feel like when I set goals for myself to take care of Nicole, I do better in my job. Some of my personal goals include reading a certain number of books, going on dates with my husband, working out, trying new recipes, saving money for something I really want to buy, things like that. It doesn't have anything to do with my job, but it helps me as a person, and I find it really motivating at the end of the week to make sure I did a couple of personal things as well. Other ideas for personal goals include... You know, paying off debt or starting a new hobby, calling your parents every weekend, whatever it is, I think it's important to set a specific goal. So I won't just set a goal that says work out because how do I know if I'm doing that? I like to say, okay, I'm going to work out 10 times this month. So it's easier for me to go back and track how close I am to getting that goal. And then step three is to assemble the list. Like I said, there are many ways to do your list. If you're a digital person, use Google Docs. If you're a pen and paper person, get a journal or write a list. Another thing that you can do is make a list that looks just like mine. Like I said, my handwriting is terrible, so I type it so it's all nice and pretty. And if you don't know how to do that, like I said, there's a video tutorial and I'm going to explain it in this podcast. So I just visually like how it looks when I have bulleted lists and blocks to color in. It's very easy to make, so stay tuned for that. But a note i wanted to make before we moved on was i do a weekly list as well so to make my weekly list i go to my monthly list every week and i try and pull something from each category and this helps me make sure i am doing things from all the different areas if i have four different professional goals, and I have four things in each section, I want to pull one thing from each section and put it on my weekly list. So that way I can be making progress across the entire monthly list. So if you want to hear more about how to make a pretty typed to-do list, keep listening. And if not, if you decide to make a monthly checklist and you want to share it with me, I would love to see it. So stay tuned, more to come. Hi, and welcome to my tutorial. This is an audio version that you're listening to, but if you'd benefit from the video version, I will have details on how you can view that in the show notes of the podcast. So I make absolutely everything in PowerPoint. That's what this presentation is going to show you guys. And so what I do in PowerPoint, because I want to make sure my to-do list fills a full piece of paper, I always start by opening up PowerPoint, going to design. And then on the right side of design, you're gonna see something called slide size. Go ahead and select on that and page setup. Now to make my document be portrait or vertical, it's gonna be 8.5 width and 11 height. So that's for eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. If I wanted it to be horizontal, it'd be 11 width and 8.5 height. It just depends on your style. Once I have that set, I can say, okay. Very first thing I need to do is put my title in. So I always use the month name and then get it all done and still have fun. Right now, for February, if you're curious, the fonts I like to use, I love Babbling Abbey font. So I always have my month in the Babbling Camille font. And this one is actually 34 font size. And then get it all done and still have fun is Babbling Stacy and a font size of 28. Now, when I go to do March, March is obviously much smaller than February, so the first part will be smaller and I'll have to make the second part longer to fill out the entire screen, but maybe you don't need a title across your entire to-do list. The whole point is that this is very customized to what you want. So I have already hand drawn what I want my list to look like. I know in the top left corner I wanted to say podcast, so I've done that here. If you don't know how I got that there, I'm gonna do insert a text box, I can draw it, I can type, I can change the font and the size. So my headers are usually about 40 font size, and then I'm using a table tool for the first section. I like to do bullets if I know exactly what I'm doing. So for example, when we go to top, put in the seasonal packs, I already have my four topics planned. So I'll put a bullet so I can check off when I do each topic. For podcasts, because I don't have my four podcasts for February planned out yet, I'm instead just going to have four little boxes. And every time I put out a podcast, I can color a box in. In order to make the boxes, this is a table tool. So I'm going to go to insert, table, and then my tables are one by four. And then I just like to size them so they fit about half of the page because I want the other half of the page free to put something else. And if you're curious how I get them to go from looking like, this blue one that you originally get to uh, the black border, white inside. You just color the whole thing. You'll come over when you're still in your table tool. You'll add all of your borders and for shading, you're going to do no fill. And now you have boxes that you can color in. So I have one for podcast. I know right underneath that, I wanna have another one for email. So I'm actually just gonna copy and paste, drag it down, and I can make that say email. So now I have my first two things on my monthly to-do list. The next thing is called, is the seasonal packs I was just telling you about. Now I know my four topics for my seasonal packs, so I'm gonna use a bullet feature instead. To do my bullets, I'm gonna do insert text box. I'm gonna start off by writing Valentine's Day, because that's gonna be the first seasonal pack. I'm gonna come back and use Babbling Stacy again for my font,
1: and that was the same one I was using at the top. And then I'm going to do bullets. Okay, I'm gonna highlight Valentine's Day right here. I'm gonna choose
0: bullets, open bullets. And then I wanna make that font a little bit bigger because I want it to be the entire length of the header. So there's my first bullet. Now I'm going to add my next one. So I'm just going to do return. Dental health is my second topic. Construction workers is my third. And an animal pack, TBD, the theme, animal theme is last. Now I don't want construction workers to be on two lines. So I'm going to pull the text box out until it goes up on the top line.
1: My next topic is going to be leftover January. And I'll drag that down here. palm social skills,
0: winter math pack and the clothing story pack. Those are things that I wanted to do in January and didn't have a chance to get to. I'm gonna duplicate again, because we're gonna do new
1: February. And for February, what I need to get done is the Valentine math pack. I also wanna get done the February story pack and I want to get done the bathroom skills story pack
0: so I want all this to go on the left-hand side but as we can see I don't have room for it so this is where I'll come back and I'll kind of just move the boxes around and this is why I really prefer to do it in PowerPoint is it's a lot easier to do this So we're going to see if I just drag everything up nice and tight, will that make enough room to fit the
1: last section? If not, we'll play around with font size. For now, let's move all that up, bring the February down. Look at that. Perfect fit. That was just a really brief
0: explanation on how I make my to-do list. So I stopped it at the end of the left side of the to-do list i go back and do everything again on the right side and then i continue to adjust the font size the text boxes and all of that to get it all to fit now if you would like to see me do this i do have a video tutorial that i ended up putting on my youtube channel don't get too excited i don't actually do youtube but i have a channel for reasons like this So I have a place to share those videos with you guys. So you can click the link in my show notes. It'll take you to that link. It's about a 14 minute video. You see me from when I open up PowerPoint all the way to when I go to print the to-do list, I actually share my screen. So when I'm talking about moving around text boxes, you see me moving the text boxes around in PowerPoint. So if you're a visual person, that'll probably help you a ton. Again, if you end up using this method to make a to-do list, let me see them. They're so beautiful. Again, it was my key word of the podcast, motivating. It is so motivating to have this done, and I can't wait to see what you guys make. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and I think I'm going to do some more organization ones in the future because it was, was kind of fun for me to record as well. Have a great week, guys.